Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we talk about the new mining reforms, which could be a big push to the mining industry. Before we start today's episode, here's an announcement from our team at Ditto Insurance. A few prominent insurers are increasing their term insurance rates in the next few days. So, if you're planning on buying a term plan, now might be the right time. You can talk to us for personalized term insurance guidance. The link is in the description below. Now on to today's episode. India has ambitious goals. By 2030 we want EVs to make up at least a third of private vehicles on the roads. We want 65% of our energy requirements to be met by renewable energy such as solar and wind. And to achieve these goals, we first need a whole boatload of batteries. The lithium ion kinds that powers EVs and also serves as grids to store renewable energy. But here's the thing. At the moment we are heavily dependent on importing these batteries. Over 95% of the lithium ion batteries make their way into the country from China and Hong Kong and it doesn't come cheap. So we need to achieve some form of self-reliance to help our cause. And the good news is that we seem to be heading that way. Remember the big news from Feb this year? We discovered massive reserves of lithium in Jammu and Kashmir and the whispers began. If we could mine just 10% of it, it would be enough lithium to power 6 crore EVs in India. It was a jackpot. But as with most good things in life, we need to clear some hurdles to get there. For starters, ever since we first formulated the Mines and Minerals Act after independence, we limited the private sector's involvement. We barred them from mining critical minerals and metals like lithium and nickel, deeming these too vital for national security to entrust to private hands. This limitation impeded progress. With just a handful of state-owned enterprises with the technical expertise for mining, we were quite restricted. Exploration and mining activities were slow. So in the past year, the government has been tweaking rules in a hurry. Firstly, they opened up the critical minerals segment to the private sector. They decided that with the money and resources that private mining companies had, it made sense to get them to participate in the process. They also decided to speed up the auctioning of mines. How you ask? Well, the central government's complaint was that the states in charge of auctions were too slow. They hadn't conducted proper mining auctions in over four years, so the central government took matters into their own hands and decided to conduct auctions themselves. Maybe this would convince private companies that the government was serious about the whole business. Secondly, they also decided to hand out composite licenses for the cause. You see, mining licenses were typically issued in two parts. If you want to first explore and identify worthwhile deposits, you would need an exploration license. And then if you wanted to mine what you discovered, you needed to obtain another license for production. It wasn't as attractive for companies because they would have to deal with severe financial consequences if they spent time and money finding the deposits but then were denied the license to explore. But a composite license allows for both activities and the government thinks that this will be attractive for the private sector. Thirdly, the government addressed mining royalties. Historically, India has had one of the highest royalty rates globally, primarily because state governments saw this as a revenue source. These high charges discourage miners. For perspective, an annual survey by the Fraser Institute that ranked countries based on their mining policies consistently rated India poorly. In 2017, India was even excluded from the list. So if we were opening up to the private sector we needed to ensure the rates were competitive 
We looked at how other countries charge royalties. We figured that in Australia, companies paid a mining royalty that amounted to 3% of lithium's quoted price on the London Metal Exchange. And in Argentina, Bolivia and Chile, it was at 4.5%. So this time, instead of being on the pricier side, we went low. We fixed it at 3% for lithium and niobium and kept it at just 1% for other rare earth elements. So yes, putting all these amendments together could be quite a game changer. We might see both Indian and foreign mining companies rush to participate. Some estimates also suggest that the contribution of the mining industry could jump from just 1.75% of the GDP to 2.5% over the next five years. Not to forget the millions of jobs these activities could create too. Will all this help India's mining industry flourish? Can we achieve self-reliance in minerals to aid our energy transition? What do you think? Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.